in First Peter 5, there is a, a scripture that I have been dealing with over the last couple of months. And so I want to, as we go through this, this is one of the scriptures that it's really um, something how uh, it's got a few different parts in here between um, verse 6 and verse 10. And so let's get started. And I'm going to be reading out of the ESV here. It starts off by saying, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your cares and anxieties upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. So be sober-minded. Be watchful. There's that word watch. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So if you resist him, firm, staying firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced but by your brotherhood throughout the world, so you're not alone. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ himself, will restore you, confirm you, strengthen you, and establish you to him be the dominion forever and ever. Right now, there's a lot going on in this world, which we're getting ready to cover. And so, the first thing God, you know, scripture that comes to my mind is, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Everything that you need, whatever you need in your life, uh, God will provide it if you seek him first. That's why he says, seek him first. And everything that you need, not just physically, spiritually, whatever you need, it will be offered unto you. And I think at the same time, as he tells you to humble, humble yourself and come before, before him, he's the one who has all the answers. Because there's no higher authority or a court that you can come to um, that can, who has the answers uh, to all your needs. Why? Because there's nothing impossible for him to do. Uh, and, and for all those who believe, no matter what the situation is, God can, uh, the impossible can be done in your life. I think it's very interesting at the same time, too, that he reminds us that while you're going through this, this stage, as you're, as you're this humbling process, is that uh, it tells you to be watchful. Why? Because Satan is going to be on your case. He's going to come at you like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's got his sights on you. And one of the analogies that the Lord showed me uh, this week was that Satan being a caged lion, but he's got his eye on you. He's roaming back and forth. But God's got him caged, so he can't get out. But if God wants to raise that cage, lift that cage, he's going to pounce on you, and you would be in trouble. Okay. So I think it's very interesting how he says, while you're going through this humbling process, that you have to beware, expect the fact is that Satan is going to be on your case. Because, you know, he doesn't, God's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. He wants to keep you from the gifts, whatever God has to come before you. Whatever it takes to destroy your life, he's on it. And he's going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes in order to bring you down. That's his whole goal. It also brings me back to the time of Brother Job. Satan went to 
came in under, you know, we had talked, we, we've talked a lot, of, you've heard me talk a lot about Job. The fact is he came before God, and God brought Job before him. And so what we have learned in the first two chapters of Job is that God cannot, will not allow anything to happen to you. Satan can't just come and just attack you. Right. He has to go to God for permission. Okay. So you have to remember that. And whatever's happening in your life right now, God permits certain things to happen, but you're still here. He, and what he did for Job was the fact is that he let him attack his family, take everything away from him. But Job never lost his faith. He had boils on his body, took his children, destroyed them. He, he was a man of great wealth. The Lord allowed his, his livestock to be taken from him, allowed his children to be taken. Uh, it, was just, it, just, it was just one thing after another. And then his wife, the closest person to him, was say, well, won't you just curse God and die? And I could just hear Job say, you know, woman, are you crazy? You know, in, in today's vernacular, that's what he said, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, should, should we just all receive good all the time and not receive bad? You know. So in order to make, to make things balanced, you know, you know, Job came out. He, he wasn't feeling good, but he never lost his sense and he no, never lost his faith. So you cannot be attacked in your life unless God has given permission. And there's always a reason and a purpose for it. I want to read something, a couple of things to you that I've been carrying around with me for a while, and I just want to share it with you. I uh, hope that it may be helpful. This writing is called, it starts by saying, God says the reason some people have turned against you and walked away from you is without reason. It is because I have removed them from your life, because they cannot go where I am taking you next. They will only hinder you in your next level. Because they have already served their purpose in your life. Let them go. Keep moving. Greater is coming, says the Lord. I'm going to have to read that again, do I? <laughs> All right, let's do it one more time. Pay attention. Come around again. All right, I'm having one eye here. <laughs> God says the reason some people have turned against you and walked away from you without reason has nothing to do with you. It is because I have removed them from your life, because they cannot go where I am taking you next. So it means that you're going to the next level. Y'all get ready now. Get ready to go to the next level. Because they have already served their purpose in your life, the Lord says, let them go. Keep moving. He didn't say it was going to be easy. He said, but greater is coming, says the Lord. I've got something else to share with you. This one is called, while you're waiting, God is working. And... Uh, this is posted by our sister Karina's mother who posts scriptures every day on Facebook. And so this one particular day I haven't been going. We're going through a certain area uh, because, you know, we're all going to go through trials and tribulations at times. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but I guarantee you something I'm sure is going on. I don't know the magnitude of what's going on in your life, 
whatever step you are or wherever you're at, but this may be able to be helpful to you. It says, while you're waiting, God is working. It says, God, the Bible is clear that there are seasons in life. And one of those seasons that God talks about again and again is the season of waiting. He says, while you're waiting, God is working. Don't think that the reason of waiting means that God has stopped working. He's just taking you through that season because he's using the time to work in your circumstances for your good. So you're going to spend a lot of time waiting. If you don't figure out how to trust God while you're waiting, you're going to spend a lot of time in your life not trusting God. Okay? So if you guys have had prayers before the Lord, and you've been waiting a while to have these prayers answered, keep on praying. Keep on coming. you got to wait. There's a process here because God's got a plan. You don't know what the plan is right now, but he has a plan. But he's got you in this process wherever you are right now or whatever may be coming. He just wants you to be aware and he's trying to prepare you for what even may be coming. He says, God is never in a hurry. He's eternal. He is watching and he is working. He is seeing how and when you will trust him as you are waiting. But you're saying, when, Lord? When is it going to happen? And God is saying, Trust me with this. The problem with waiting is that our human nature and our culture says, don't wait. Get things as quickly as you can. That's the way our culture is wired. But it goes against God's blessing in our lives because God's blessings come through these times of waiting. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has set the right time for everything. You might be in a time of waiting. Maybe it might be a school to end. Maybe it might be a man or a woman to come into your life. Maybe it's for a marriage to happen or a baby to come. Or you may be frustrated with how slowly things are happening. We've all been there. My father used to say, God is slow. That was one of his first things. God, ain't, God is not, on, he's on, he's not in your time frame. He's in his time frame, and my dad was like, you know, God is slow. So y'all remember that. Sometimes God does things quickly on the spot. Sometimes you got to wait. Okay, just want to let you know. Okay, there's a promise in the Bible that tells you not only that God is working, but also how God is working. You need to claim it while you still have time in this time of waiting. I am the Lord, and when it is time, I will have things, I will make things happen quickly. You'll find that in Isaiah 60:22. That's how God worked it when Jesus came into the world. The world waited thousands of years for Jesus to come for the first time, and he will come again at just the right time. So it says, when you think God is saying no, he may be just saying, not yet. Will you keep trusting me through all of this? Watch and pray. God has a reason for allowing things to happen. We may never understand his wisdom, but we simply have to trust his will. Faith is trusting God even when you do not understand his plan. We are in a season of storms. 
We sat and we watched the Caribbean, Florida, and Texas get hit with back-to-back hurricanes and flooding. The weatherman said that there were tornadoes connected to the hurricanes. We saw the fierce path of destruction caused by the hurricanes and the winds that it produced. We've had earthquakes, and the news reported a mass shooting in Las Vegas that left many dead and many wounded. We just witnessed a firestorm that produced its own weather system and high winds that burned down whole communities right next door to us in Sonoma County. These storms are, were raging, wreaking havoc and destruction on everything and anything that was in its path. I thought it was very interesting. I was, a couple weeks ago, I was sitting in my, um, in my window. One night I was sleeping, my window was open, and I could smell smoke. And it was a weird kind of a smoke. It didn't go away, so I'm wondering, well, I hope my building wasn't on fire or something. So I got up and looked out the window, and I could see the smoke. So I thought the structure across the way was on fire. And as I was just sitting there watching, it was a, a really still, calm night. And then out of nowhere, a big wind just came out of nowhere and blew this tree in front of me. It scared me because it came out of nowhere. And right then, I said, Lord, what's going on here? Because I knew something was wrong. I want to share something with you. Uh, then I'll come back to this. On August 21st, there was a solar eclipse. A solar eclipse is a, is a type of eclipse that occurs when the moon passes between the sun and earth. And when the moon is, is fully or partially covered, uh, it blocks the sun. Now, this happened on August 21st, and everybody was watching from Oregon all the way to the East Coast about this big phenomenon that was to take place. About four days later, Texas was hit with a Hurricane Harvey, August 25th through the 29th, causing mass flooding. Right after that, on September 10th, was hit again with Hurricane Irma back-to-back. Let me share something with you. On September the 19th, a 7.1 earthquake hit Mexico. 32 years earlier on the same day, an 8.1 magnitude earthquake hit Mexico. It left 10,000 people dead, 30,000 injured, and more homeless. And I just think it's how interesting it is that um, on the same day, 32 years later, that a hurricane hits the same place with more of an intense magnitude of an earthquake. And I believe, I don't know what, that only could be God to be able to orchestrate something of that nature. Uh, and then we've seen on October 1st, there was a gunman who went ballistic in Las Vegas, killing and wounding many. And then on October 8th, we witnessed this devastating firestorm that happened. One thing I've learned through, through this whole process is that just like the storms that we have been seeing from end, one end of the world, and we sat here and we watched with the news and we watched and saw what happened. And if you were a Christian, you were praying because the images that we were seeing on the radio and on, on the, hearing on the radio or seeing on TV was, was mass destruction. You know, people wading through water and people losing their houses and losing their things. And as we strategically sat in these certain areas, 
the Lord kept reminding me yesterday, there was, there was a place in the Bible called Goshen. And Goshen was a place where the Israelites were, okay, during the time of Egypt. And when all the plagues were taking place in Egypt, there was peace in Goshen. And when there was pure darkness in Egypt, there was light over in Goshen. Watch and pray. So during this time, while strategically from where I was sitting, I was seeing what was going on in the Caribbean and the destruction. I've been there. I've been to St. Martin when, there, uh, when the hurricanes hit. And I've seen the destruction that it had done there. And then it hit there again. And how it moved in back, right, you know, during the Caribbean and through Florida, made its destruction there, hit Texas, caused mass flooding. Now, we sat here in our places, uh, which I would call Goshen, let's say, and we watched from there. And then, while we're waiting, we didn't know this was going to take place. But all of a sudden, we get a firestorm right next to us. Even Pastor Small was not far away from that. Brother Marcus and Sister Mel wasn't far from that. And, and they were talking about there was a possible, they ran into a possible evacuation, but they didn't have to evacuate. It was amazing. This thing had a mind of its own and with these big embers and everything that jumping over freeways and, 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 and devastating whole communities. You know, when I, when I look at that situation, I see, you know, God's hand. You know, he allowed it to happen. Many, many people escaped with their lives. But I'm going to tell you what, these people were running for their lives. You know, you heard people that were, you know, they had Brother Frankie Nolan. He lost his house. And he was on the news. And, you know, though he was devastated, but he was still giving God praise, you know, that, you know, you know that's only a structure. But, you know, but I have my family. Well, other people, you know, that were just totally devastated who had, had their whole life, and their savings, and everything they had was invested into these properties. See, but what, well, the way I look at it was that, well, well, maybe God was trying to get their attention again. You see, you know, I, thou should have known the God before you. So if you have another God in the place of him, well, and he already told you, well, let me remind you, he's a, he's a jealous God. Okay, he's a jealous God. He don't play that. Back in the day, it was a show in Living Color, and Homie the Clown was one of the persons to say, Homie don't play that. If y'all remember that. God don't, God don't play. Okay. God's a jealous guy, so I just want to remind you again. I was, I, was at a, I was at a friend of mine's house, recently invited over for dinner. They had a, a, a Buddha statue in the house. And I was, we had a discussion about this. I said, well, you know, it's not really a good idea maybe to have this in here and, and have it. I said, well, I don't think there's nothing wrong. You know, my, my, my brother gave it to me. I said, okay, well, I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know, God said he don't want any other God before him. You know, that represents a God that other people worship. So I'm saying, so while we're sitting there talking and praying, praying for dinner, it was a candle inside the Buddha, and then all of a sudden there was a piece of paper that had went on the candle, and it started a fire. And they looked at me and said, oh, my God, I'm getting this out of here. <laughs> yes, yeah. So that was quick, and so I, I zipped my mouth. I had no more to say. Threw my hands. You know, point taken. Thank you, Lord. Point taken. I've also learned during this time of these storms is that you're going to have storms in your life. And in the spiritual realm, 
there's going to be some things that's going to come at you. I'm sure it already has already started. Some trials that you pray, uh, have come before you, whether in your life or people you know. Just recently, you know, Marin City, you know, when it has deaths, it goes through two or three at, deaths at a time, maybe four. But when, when they was coming day apart and back to back, people in Marin City and people new here, you know, they was rattled. They knew something was up. People coming to church, people, people noticed there's something going on in the spiritual realm. So I just want to remind you that not only is the devastation of these uh, storms that we've been seeing in the physical, but they also exist also in the spiritual realm as well. While we're seeing that happen, can only imagine what's going on in the, in the spiritual realm. And so when you are devastated, a lot of times when devastation comes, it, it affects your sleep. You can't sleep, and, you can't, and I'm one. I'm one. When something is really, really bothering you, really, really on your mind, you can't really sleep. You're, you're not really at peace, you know. And so what you need to do is you need to take, take it before the Lord. It should, it should be the first thing that comes to your mind. It should be to drop on your knees and, and begin to consult the Lord about what is going on because you won't always understand what's going on and why certain things are happening and why there's chaos going on. You know, and so you, you you know you have to bring it you know bring it to the Lord's attention, Lord. I don't know what's going on here, but I need your help. I need your vision, Lord. I'm, I'm not resting. A lot of times, resting. Well, He might be saying, "Well, you're not trusting me." A lot of things happen that will rattle your world, shake you up, make you unstable during this time. And, and it's, it's, it's a jolt. You get jolted by these different situations that are going in your life. And when these things are going to come, okay, and they're going to come. I'm just giving you pre-warning that when they do come, uh, take it before the Lord. And I want to give you a couple of few scriptures to deal with during this time and when this thing does begin to come. One of my favorite scriptures that everybody knows is uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own. I'm going to keep continuing to use that. I don't care if I come up here every time it comes up. I'm going to be using that because that's probably my number one, number one scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because there's going to be some things going to happen in your life. You ain't going to understand what, what is going on. But what you have to continue to do, you have to continue to push forward to do the best you can. And, and, and so when these things take place, that's the first thing you, you do is you trust. He tells you to trust me with all your heart and lean not to your understanding. And you might be rattled on what's going on. You might be disturbed, shook up, don't know what's going on, don't know why. But just like Job, even though he didn't know why and what was going on, he didn't do anything wrong, but he continued to still believe. You know, I'm sure a lot of us don't have the kind of faith. I don't want to have the experience what he did. And so what my friend was doing one day, um, we were talking about the Bible, we were talking about Job. I said, well, you know, why don't we just read the first couple of chapters because I was explaining to them. I said, well, nothing can happen to you, your friends, your family, and God allows it. And so, so I began to show her and read. Um, so we read the first two, two chapters. And then right after that, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, stuff started going crazy. Right? And so it, what the Lord showed me was the fact is that when a lot of things began to happen and I couldn't rest and I couldn't sleep, well, what he did, he gave me the scripture. And the scripture was Matthew eleven twenty eight, which it says, Come unto me, all, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And uh, I needed rest because I was tired. 
I was exhausted, you know, couldn't sleep, and I relied on that scripture, Lord, you said that if I bring this to you, the invitation was to come. Okay, Lord, so I've come, I'm here, I'm bringing this to you, Lord, I can't sleep because this is bothering me, example, I need rest, and the Lord gave me rest, he let me sleep, physical rest. So when you get when you when you're resting physically with him, your whole body, every everything is relaxed uh, in your mind, and so uh, you actually get rest and when you can get up and refresh. So I had to use that the next day and to keep using the day after that. At the same time, you're going to have an experience in your life where it's going to be as though the seas are raging and the winds are blowing and there's a storm. And then he gave me the story that has had to do with Jesus when he was asleep down, down in the stern. And, and the disciples were up, and, and there was the wind all of a sudden come out of nowhere, and, and there had been all these big waves and this water coming through the boat. You think you're going to see, you're going to die. Well, they forgot Jesus was on, on board. But all that stood in front of them was fear, because they thought they was going to die. Then it came to them, let's go down here and wake up Jesus. Before my, let's go, Jesus, Jesus. They probably, you know, we're going to die. And, you know. You know, and maybe during this time, I'm just thinking in my mind, maybe just tell me, hey, 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 chill out, man. Chill out. Okay. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. Then he turned over. And they're like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, you know we, we get like that. You know, I can imagine Jesus, okay. He gets up, comes out there, you know, wiping his eyes, you, you know, what? You know, we're going to die. And to have Jesus. Rebuke the wind and the waves. What words like, peace be still. Three powerful words. Peace be still. When the storm is raging in your life, you need to hear those words. Peace. Powerful, powerful words. And after Jesus said that, there was a great calm. The same process can happen in your life when things are raging and going crazy and you don't know what's going on and you don't know reason why or whatever, but you've come to him and, and at that particular time maybe this calm will come over, to, or come over your life um, once you hear those words, peace, be still. Also, when, you, when you're rattled, Philippians uh, 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, while the storms are raising uh, and you're rattled, you need to have some peace in your life. So the first thing we deal with here, coming to Jesus, so you come to him and he's giving you rest. Now you need some peace. Now this peace, because you don't understand what's going on, but you need his peace. He knows what's going on. Because it surpassed all your understanding. Okay? So he's going to give you peace. So you quote Philippians 4, 7 to him. Lord, you said that if I come to you and bring this case to you, I need peace in my life. I got to go to work today. I got things to do, Lord. I can't have this. <laughs> you know? I need, I, need some, I need some peace to make it through here. These kids driving me crazy. Uh, I'm working on this house, Lord. 
I need this inspection to pass. <laughs> I need some peace here. Lord, I need some help. Lord, I don't know what's going on here. You, you said in Philippians 4, 7 that, that you, you're going to give me some peace if I bring it to you. So now I'm going to come to you. You give me rest. Now I'm giving you give me peace. And then after that, he talks about perfect peace. And I was talking, I'm just talking about my dad not long ago is that I used to work and wake up in a frenzy, you know, uh, uh, a lot of anxiety and stress come on when I used to dream about him and, uh, and, and wake up in a panic, panic, anxiety. And the thing with panic and anxiety and stress when it gets me, it hits me in the neck, you know. I don't know if you ever experienced stress. From a stress where you know grabs you in your neck and then you know then then it knots up in your back, you know. Uh, Lord, I, I I need I, I need some perfect peace here. Yeah, I, I'm stretching. You know, you know, you just want to crack your neck, but it just won't crack. You know, you you can't get rid of this thing. You need to go see a chiropractor or something. I'm pressing against the wall and doing all kinds of stretches, and, and but it just wasn't going away. I needed, so I, I, I don't care what it is, I brought it to him. Lord, I need, some, I need some peace. Isaiah 26.3 talks about he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts, because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever because he's an everlasting rock. Now, see, now so you know, God got all these attributes, you know. He's got comfort, he's got peace. And then, you know, then he always, he had to remind us, he reminded me of something else was that he reminded me of the fact was that um, as the heavens were higher than the earth, so was his ways higher than my ways. So there, there, there are things that are happen, happening that we don't have the wisdom. He can provide the wisdom for us, but he wants to remind us again and too, I can do all of this uh, because my knowledge is so much greater than the heavens from the earth. You know how high it is from the heavens? To the earth, well, the earth, heavens go in infinity, and they talk about um, the heaven where He exists, being in the third heaven. And and I don't have that analogy here, but if you look at, I, I did a study one time on the New Jerusalem, and it talked about the, uh, and I'll go into it more next time. I'll, I'll get it because I have that. Um, talk about the New Jerusalem being 1,500 miles, a big square, 1,500 miles in each direction. And 1,500 miles high. Now, 1,500 miles high takes you to so many levels out through space and past space. Uh, and then God is living in heaven somewhere way out past that, you know. And so um, you imagine him having that kind of knowledge, you know, from here to there. It's, it's endless. There's, there's, it's everlasting. It's a point of being everlasting in this realm of everlasting. There is no beginning and there's no end. And so uh, that's why we bring our, uh, our request and we bring everything to him because of this fact that he's, he's unlimited in his power source and his knowledge and what he has. And then the Lord reminded me from the fact that once again, it's just trusting the Lord with all your heart, leaning not on your understanding, because you might be um, navigating through uncharted waters and territories. If you're in a new area of life, New things going on. Um, you need to trust him in order to, you know, navigate through this area like Miss Kizzy, uh, new bus driver for Golden Gate Transit, you know, full time, getting ready to, you know. Yeah, uh, 
you're going to need him to trust him in order to navigate through those uncharted waters uh, as you navigate up and down the freeway. You're going to deal with some of them passengers that are going to get on your last nerve. The public can be something, you know. Uh, there's going to be always that one that's going to challenge you. You're going to want to wring their neck. You know. uh, but you got to be careful about what you do and what you say and all that because, you know, it's going to come back on you. I, you say the wrong thing and say, I thought she was a Christian. And, you know, it'll be the first thing that you know, come out of people's mouth. I'm like, oh, I thought she was a Christian. You know. Oh, yeah. They want to come at you, you know. All right, and then let's let's do this for the last scripture. Let's do um, John fourteen one. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. The Lord don't want you to have trouble. You know, He He really don't. But um, there's just certain things that you got to go through in, in order to grow, and to grow to the to the next step and step and stage of your life. Um, it's like. If you want a plant to grow, you might start, might come in a little pot, but eventually, you know, you're going to need to transplant that. And then when you transplant that into a little bigger pot, um, it, it grows a little fuller, a little, a little taller. Well, your life is the same way. You know, sometimes you can't stay where you are, and you've got to be transplanted. Sometimes that transplant don't always feel good, you know, but it's, but it's necessary. Transplant is many times necessary. Um... Anyway, that's, that's basically, I think I'm on the machine with you at this time. Uh, let me just give you this one last scripture that the Lord showed me was this. is that Psalms 119.105 says, uh, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a lamp to my path. Well, a light to my path. And what the Lord showed me just recently was that is this, is that his word lights up a path. Now, if you're just standing there, it'll light up the area where you are. But in order to get the answers you need and to move in there, once you start walking, more will become revealed to you as you begin to walk and continue to walk with his word, shining on the path. Why? Because beyond that is all darkness. You can't, you can't see. You can't see what's going on. You can't see what's there. But when, when the light hits something, Everything in, in the path of the light becomes visible. So walk in God's word, using his word to guide you, because everything beyond that is darkness. But as you walk, your prayers will get answered, and more things will begin to be revealed as you use his word. I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you. So remember, watch and pray. When you, when you sing these events take place, begin to pray. You know, that prayer is not just for you, but you're joining in with other people. It should be your first reaction, something normal. Lord, what's going on here? You know, what's happening? And then, you know, when the firestorm happening, you know, um, first thing I, you know, once the news came on, it's about 1 o'clock in the morning, and so uh, when you turn on the news, then you all of a sudden you begin to see exactly what was going on up north. And we haven't been able to see the devastation of it yet, but we're talking burning down you know, whole communities. You know, this thing, I, I, I saw people, you know, with a camera running from these big old embers, red embers hitting them all in the face, panicked. And I just, I just thank God that God had me where I was 
and that I didn't have my son, my grandson Gabriel with me, you know, who has asthma, you know, these people couldn't, can't, couldn't breathe, and you can't breathe, and you're in a panic too. That combination, you know, is just unthinkable. But we had a chance to see some of that, but some of the footage that came out. So I just thank God that where he had, had us placed, we were able to watch. That's all I have for you today.